This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 99. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 99. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, mamas. Holy cow. Episode 99. What? How did we get here? I'm a little bit blown away. And we're going to talk about a few things today that I'm so excited about and what being this far down the road means to me and means for the Shameless Mom Academy. But I want to first give you a little teaser. Episode 100 is on Wednesday. And I was trying to think of something special to do for episode 100. And because my solo episodes always fall on Mondays, and those are all the odd number episodes, I was like, oh, my actual episode 100 will be on a Wednesday. That will be an interview day. And so I was thinking, I have to make it like a cool interview, right? So I have to tease you and let you know that our interview on Wednesday is going to be with my former pelvic floor physical therapist. And we're getting real personal. So if you want some really good laughs, but also some really helpful information from an amazing physical therapist, my friend Amy Moses, I call her my friend, but she used to just be my physical therapist, but she's fantastic. And we talk about so many things related to pelvic floor and peeing yourself and sex life and like all these things that are going to be just super helpful and super informative, I think, for anyone who has birthed a baby. And actually, even if you haven't birthed the baby, these are things that come up. And Amy and I talk about this. These are actually issues that can often just come up with aging as well. So I think it'll be a little bit of something for anyone. It was a really, really fun interview to do. And I was extremely open, as was Amy, which I was so appreciative of. So it's a really great interview. So that is how we will technically be celebrating our 100th episode on Wednesday. So make sure to tune in for that. For today, we're going to celebrate 100 episodes today on my solo episode where I can talk just a little bit more about what this 100 episodes means. And so we've actually done a few extra bonus episodes over the course of the podcast so far. So we're technically already in the 100s. So I feel like I can celebrate at 99, even though it's not called episode 100. So we're going with that. Like this is the milestone. We are like popping bottles today. Okay, not really. I wish. It's 2.48 on Friday afternoon. I'm not quite popping bottles yet, but I am going to get a massage in an hour. And that's like pretty much just as awesome. Almost. I wish I could like lay on a massage table and drink champagne at the same time. We have to figure out how to make that happen, right? Okay. So here is what is happening with the Shameless Mom Academy and what I want to talk about today. I want to talk a little bit about some milestones that have happened 
the timing's kind of crazy. Like as we've approached what I've been thinking of as this big milestone towards episode 100, all these other things have happened in terms of us hitting milestones and records along the way just in the last week. So we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to share with you what I've been hearing from you all and what that has done to impact the Shameless Mom Academy and how that is really fueling the show. You know, it's easy for me to feel like I'm sitting here all by myself and I often do feel a little bit like, oh, it's just me hanging out by myself, talking away, which is really not a problem because I mean, I can chit chat all day long with myself, but I really feel more and more that what I talk about is fueled by the information you all bring to me and the feedback you bring to me. And when I started the show, that was actually something I was really worried about. I thought like, what if I run out of things to talk about? Like, I know I'm a talker, but like my talking might be fine. I don't know. And what's been so fantastic and so touching for me and so impactful for me is the feedback that you have provided me over the course of the show so that I can know what direction would be most helpful for you all and what things you're really feeling empowered by and what things you're really thinking are influential to you and monumental to you in many ways and in many cases. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today is what I'm hearing from you and how that's shaping the show. So it's going to be a fun episode. I'm going to give you some really interesting specifics as we talk through these details. So first, I want to share some things that I celebrated kind of quietly by myself in the last week, because when you have a podcast, it's a lot of quiet celebration by yourself because you're not like sitting with all your listeners at one time able to celebrate these things. So I did do a Facebook Live on Thursday evening doing a couple little toasts for some milestones. So if you want to go to Facebook and find that video, it's the last Facebook Live that I did, and that would be over at Facebook forward slash Shameless Mom Academy. And we did some toasts over there, and that was really fun to just be able to kind of interact and engage with you guys and feel like I wasn't just celebrating alone. So thank you for those of you who watched live or watched the replay. A few of the things that we were celebrating on that episode were recent milestones. So in January, we had our biggest month of downloads ever. And actually, and as we're going through this, I'm going to share some numbers, which is a little uncomfortable for me because my numbers are significant to me. They might be completely meaningless to you, or they might be like, wow, that doesn't really mean much. And so it's all kind of relative to like, if you listen to other big, huge podcasts, like my numbers might be meaningless. If you don't know what podcast numbers mean at all, it might seem like might seem like I'm talking a different language. But these numbers are meaningful to me. And I think they're important to share just kind of in the vein of being transparent and letting you know what growth has looked like for the podcast and for the Shameless Mom Academy. So in January, we had over 16,000 downloads. That was my biggest month of downloads so far. I really want to get to 30,000 downloads in a month because that would be an average of 1,000 downloads a day. So for me, that seems like a lot. That feels like a lot. Having thousands of people listening to me every month, is that's amazing. That's really, really exciting. And in the grand scheme of podcasting, those are some decent numbers. Now, when you look at like the biggest podcasts out there, 16,000 downloads in a month is pretty insignificant. So I could, and this is actually a great lesson for all of us, I could use that as like, oh, well, I'm like my show's not very big and it's only 16,000 downloads. And, you know, Lewis Howes probably gets that like in an hour every single day of the year. And so it would be really easy for me to fall into the comparison trap. And I know even colleagues of mine who started podcasts around the same time who have, you know, they have bigger numbers than I do. And I also have colleagues who started around the same time who have much smaller numbers. So I know that like the comparison trap does nothing. All it does is give you a place to breed your own fears and doubts. So I really try hard not to fall into that. And I really try to celebrate my win. So for me, 16,000 downloads in January was my biggest month ever. And I was really, really excited about that. Additionally, last week on Wednesday, my interview with Holly Rigsby was my biggest download day ever. And so that day we had over 1500 downloads. And so a lot of those were for Holly's episode. She hit over a thousand downloads that day. So that was a big milestone. She's my first interview guest to hit 1000 episodes downloaded on their first day being live on the show. So those were some other big, exciting, fun numbers. Again, those are meaningful numbers to me because it shows there's growth in the show and it shows that people are tuning in and they're sharing the show and they're listening and they're sticking around. And that all means a lot to me. That's not to say that like, there's not a place, a lot of room for me to still grow and a lot of directions for me to still grow in. So I'm definitely looking forward to having that space to grow and having a lot of opportunities to build. And so I just want to give you that perspective of like, for me, I'm taking every small win as a big freaking win. Like a win is a win, right? And so I'm taking time to acknowledge those wins. Like every single day when my husband comes home, if I have a new download high, I'm like, hey, this is the number. And I'm sure he's like, great, that's like three more than yesterday. But for me, like it's so important to focus on wins. And one of the things I do, and this is like a little of an aside, but 
One of the things I do with wins is I track them throughout the week in multiple areas of my life. And so this helps me keep really aware of momentum in my life in any area. It's really easy to get to the end of a week or an end of a month or end of anything and be like, oh, well, that was like, I don't know, it was just okay. It was kind of insignificant. But if you really identify small wins along the way, whether it's a fitness thing or a nutrition thing, or it might be something related to your work. It might be something related to like getting your kids to bed more easily. It can be related to anything. Maybe you like started doing date night on a regular basis. Wins can be anything like on any level, but when you start tracking them and really being conscious of them, then you get excited about like, oh, look at the things I'm accomplishing. And you keep growing and building in those directions. And so you have that growth mindset about you rather than being dismissive of like, well, it was just another week and like some stuff happened or like nothing really great happened. And it's kind of like when someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. How are things going? And you're like, oh, it's everything's fine. Like you're just kind of dismissive of like anything is actually going on in your life that's positive. And so when you really take the time to track your wins, you do notice growth in all areas of your life. And that can help you continue to push and grow. And my dog clearly wanted to participate in this podcast. So I'm going to push pause and go get her to stop barking at the mailman. (laughs) All right, and we're back. So (laughs) Danny, the dog, the damn dog, as I call her, she likes to interrupt the podcast these days. I'm telling you, It's like she knows that I've hit record and she has to start pacing back and forth on the floor above me and barking at our front door and our back door. So, all right. So tracking wins. So I do at the beginning of the week, I make a list of things that I want to do for the week in terms of accomplishments. And then as I hit those things, I keep this on my desk. So if you don't sit at a desk, you could also like keep this on your phone so you have it near you. But I keep an ongoing list on my desk. And so on one, it's in a notebook. And on one side of the notebook is a list of goals. And then as I complete them, I rewrite them in the list of wins on the opposite side of the page. Or sometimes my wins have nothing to do with the things I've written down as goals. They're just other things that have happened. And so I'll just write them down. So by the end of the week, I have a list of goals and I can like things to do that I've crossed off as I've done them. And then that's on the left side. On the right side, I have a list of wins. And sometimes you can be very close mirror images like, yes, I wanted to schedule an interview with this person. And yes, I actually did that. Or yes, I wanted to schedule date night. And yes, I actually did that. Or yes, I wanted to go have lunch with girlfriends or get a massage. And I actually did that. Other times my list on the left side, my goal list is a whole bunch of tasks that I need to get done. And the things on the right can be really random other things that just happen to happen. They're like I made happen, you know, midweek without really even planning them as goals at the beginning of the week. So they're not always tied together, but there is usually some connection between the two. And the great thing about that is it reminds me when I go to the following week, if I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't finish this one thing. and I really want that to be a win for next week, then I can carry it over to the next week. So that's just a little aside on tracking your wins and the significance of that. And what that has done for me in noting my wins every week, when someone asks me, what's going on or how are things going or what's going on with the podcast? I like top of mind. I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote down like these three things last week that were really awesome. So I know I can always focus on the positive. That's so much more powerful than being like, well, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. Like it's growing a little bit or what, like, which we often do with a lot of things in our life, right? Or you people will be like, yeah, you joined the gym. How's that going? You're like, well, I don't know. I'm only going a little bit rather than like, yeah. So I went three times last week and two times the week before. And I actually like you know, I used to only be able to do 20 minutes on this one thing, but now I can do 30. So when you track these little wins, you actually see progress over time. And that builds a ton of momentum behind what you're doing and really encourages you to push forward and continue to reach. And so that really helps with the growth mindset. And the growth mindset is now another aside about the growth mindset, but the growth mindset is the mindset that like, you don't have to be fixed into like one certain place or one certain level of achievement that you can always grow in different directions, different areas of your life. And so when I'm always trying to grow in new directions, which can be uncomfortable, it's really important to track wins because then I can see like, oh, I'm actually moving toward that thing that I wasn't sure I could do, but look, I'm actually doing it. So that's really, really important. So little sidebars there on winning and growth, but really significant and helpful information because if I hadn't been following these things, if I hadn't been tracking my wins, if I hadn't been coming from a growth mindset, the podcast likely wouldn't be where it is today. There would have been a lot of reasons for me to maybe skip an episode or skip a week or take time off because life got crazy, especially you know over the holidays when we were going through IVF and things were really miserable for a while. There was plenty of reasons for me to say like, hey guys, I'm just gonna take a week off and I'll be back. But because I was really aware of like, wow, there's this momentum, I don't wanna miss out on anything that might happen, I kept pushing forward. And that has allowed me to get to this growth that is happening more on a more rapid basis 
places now. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So the interesting thing that happened on Wednesday, we had, last Wednesday, we had our 1500 downloads. I woke up on Friday morning, dropped Vinny off at school, sat down on my computer, and we had almost 5,000 downloads. And I emailed Christy, who is producing this episode. So hi, Christy, I adore you. And I shouldn't refer to you as my producer lady. But I emailed with her. And I actually posted on this forum that I'm in for podcasters. And I was like, you guys, is this like a weird fluke? Like what's going on? And Christy was very kind and kind of talked me through like, these are some of the things that can happen. You know, you kind of kind of hit these like, you can get these big spikes as you hit certain growth curves. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So I had 5,000 downloads pretty early in the morning. By the time it was lunchtime on Friday, I had 8,000 downloads. So now it's the middle of the afternoon on Friday and I'm a little over 8,000 downloads. Like this is crazy to me. So two days ago, my highest download day ever was 1,500. And now I'm at 8,000 two days later after a year of doing this, just showing up consistently doing my thing. And so that's why I wanted to share my numbers with you because I think that it's important that like the numbers themselves might be meaningless to you, but I think it's important that you look at growth in any area of your life as like when you consistently show up, little things happen along the way where you're like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, I just did it. Like, how did I do that? So it's really important to track those things. And I think that it's just so fascinating that the timing of the 100th episode coincides with like, you know, my biggest interview download day with Holly, and then this huge day on Friday with over 8,000 downloads. 
And then now we're at about almost 140 downloads for the podcast as we approach our 100th episode, which is just so exciting to me. So it's so important to notice those little wins and track them and really be participatory in the growth in your life, not just be passive in growth, because if you're passive in growth, you're not going to see what's really happening and you're not going to be able to continue to push yourself and challenge yourself in ways that you didn't know that you could. So that's my take on that. So what I want to talk about next is takeaways. As we've accomplished and gotten through 100 episodes together, this has been a lot about me. I feel like I talk about myself a lot. Sometimes I'm like, wow, it's just me talking about myself some more. (laughs) But I do really try to make every episode practical as well. So I do love sharing stories. I love letting you know what's going on. But I don't want it to be just that like, here's my diary of like, here's what I ate for lunch today. (laughs) So I do really always want it to be something practical for you, for all my listeners. And so interweaving stories and lessons and tactical advice into every episode has really been like my biggest goal from the beginning and something that I'm really loving doing. And you guys have been so helpful and helping me grow this way. Because what happens is that now when I produce episodes and I talk about a certain theme, people email me and they say, wow, this really changed my perspective on that. And sometimes I get these emails like a month or two down the road where people are like, you know, I've been meaning to email you for a few months now, but here's how this one episode really impacted me. And here's how my life has changed since listening to that. And so that's what I want to kind of talk about for this next part of today's episode. And I do want you to stay tuned towards the end because I do have something really cool to share at the very end of today's episode that is brand new that we've never done before. And I don't even fully know how to do it. So I'm going to learn as we go, but it's really cool. And you guys kind of like win some cool free stuff. So, okay. So with the podcast and with getting feedback from you all, so I've observed what I see happening. And then I also have learned from your feedback what's been going on with you as listeners. And some of these are like deeply, deeply personal stories that come to me through email. Some of them are just little tidbits on Facebook. Some of them are through reviews on iTunes. So I read all of that feedback. I read all of it everywhere, every single word of it. I read every single comment on Facebook. I read every single review. I read every single email. I do my best to reply and comment on everything. I don't always get to 100% of things, but I do my best to try to do that. And if I don't get to something, you can always reping me, re-message me, whatever. I'm like, sometimes things just get shuffled down to the bottom and I don't always make my way back to them when I'm jumping between two businesses, between running the podcast and running my gym. But my goal is always to reply and get back to people. So what I see when I look at where we've come over 100 episodes is I see more moms sharing stories. And I love that. You know, I love stories. They're so powerful and impactful. I see moms finding power and strength and conviction that they didn't know they had. And I'm going to give you some examples in a minute. And I see moms accepting themselves as is. So I'm going to give you a few examples of each of these things. I have moms coming to me now with their stories all the time, and which is fantastic. I love it. And what I've noticed in the interviews on the Shameless Mom Academy is that when people want to come on the show to talk to me about something, they'll say like, hey, I want to talk about this. And, and often when I reach out to people, it's often for a very specific like, hey, you know, you are a specialist in whatever. I'd love to hear about that. But I also want to know like something personal about your story as a mom or as a woman. And so what's been interesting is that after being interviewed, people are like, wow, like that's not usually what I talk about, or I don't usually go deep in that one thing, or I don't usually go in that direction. But here's the thing, what makes us relatable and what makes people attracted to us is when we share our stories and when we share about times that we've been vulnerable and times that we've been just like everyone else, right? And that's what I love about so many of the emails that I get or people are like, in fact, I was just reading one this morning where someone was like, oh my gosh, I never knew that like anyone else hated newborn land. She was like, being a new mom was the hardest thing in the world. And I felt horrible because I didn't like it. And so she was appreciating that I've talked about like newborn land sucked the life out of me. Newborn land was not a happy place for me. And I grew up like wanting nothing more than having a little baby to snuggle with all day. And then I had that little baby to snuggle with all day. And I was like, whoa, this is not what I signed up for. So getting that feedback and hearing stories from you all and for us to be able to relate like that is really, really powerful and really cool. On the other side of that, people have started sharing their stories openly, but also differently. And we're going to talk about that in a minute too. So next we have women finding power and strength and conviction that they didn't know that they had. I have gotten the most fascinating and brave emails about women 
changing their lives because in the last year they found a power and a strength within them that they didn't know they had. Stepping away from relationships, changing careers, walking away from their marriages, recognizing like this is not the best thing for me anymore. And I'm saying no, like I'm saying I am done. I am doing something different. I'm doing something better. I'm taking a chance, but this is what I have to do and I'm going to do it. I'm not going to settle for something different or less than what I think I deserve. That's huge. And if I can inspire one woman, I'm not saying like I want you all to go get divorced, but if I can inspire one woman to go make a change that gives her a better long-term quality of life for her and her kids, oh my gosh, like my work is done. That is all I want this to be about is for you to be able to behave as shamelessly as possible. And often behaving shamelessly means that you do the most difficult, uncomfortable, scary things of your life. But you do them because on the other side of those difficult, uncomfortable, and scary things is the best life you could possibly have that you can't even imagine right now. So much better than where you are at. And being comfortable, staying where you're comfortable would give you permission and a place to like maintain the status quo and keep your kids in a little bubble and maybe keep you in a little bubble. But pushing through those uncomfortable, scary, unpredictable things will bring you to a place where you can live a better life and show your kids how to live a better life and show your kids how to take ownership and take radical responsibility for their choices. And so to say that like, mommy is not going to do this job anymore because this does not serve me or our family. Mommy is not going to stay in this friendship or relationship or marriage or whatever, because this does not serve my values as a woman, as a mom, as a wife you know, saying like, mommy is not going to be on the PTA anymore because mommy has some other things she needs to do. And they're important because of A, B, and C. That doesn't mean I, you know, you need to be less invested in your child or less involved in their life. It just means that you're drawing some boundaries in order to make other areas of your life better so that you actually can be a better mom and a better wife and a better partner or a better friend or sibling or daughter or whatever, all those things. Like when you stand in your power in one place and you put a boundary up, then it allows you to create space for the positive things in other areas of your life, which is so, so significant. And these are the emails I'm getting all the time now about, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I did it. This is crazy, but it's also amazing. And I'm terrified, but oh my God, I've never felt so free and super, super cool, powerful things, profound life-changing moments. So I mean, if we can have some profound life-changing moments in the Shameless Mom Academy, like here, here, let's keep doing that. And then also moms accepting themselves as is. And so I've gotten a lot of feedback from you after hearing me talk about like not losing my baby weight or coming to terms with infertility and things like that, where instead of beating yourself up and comparing yourself to other people and standing in front of the mirror in in self-doubt and putting yourself down every morning when you get dressed, changing so much of your self-concept and really working on improving your self-talk so that you can come from a place like I am perfect right now. That doesn't mean there's not room for growth or room for improvement, but there's nothing wrong with me as I stand today. And there's no point purpose in me beating myself up over where I stand today. Today, I can make myself a little bit better. Tomorrow, I can make myself a little bit better. But that doesn't mean that I need to have any regret about where I'm at or any remorse about where I'm at or look back on the past with like, I can't believe I did that. And I'm so horrible. And I'm so stupid. Because all those things that are behind you are all opportunities to learn and to grow. And so truly like failure is never failure. Failure is just opportunities to learn and grow. And that's how you move forward. And if you get stuck in those places of self-doubt and those places, which can be an emotional place, a very emotional place. I mean, standing in front of the mirror, dressing yourself in the morning, that can be an emotional place. But if you get stuck in that emotional place, you have to stay in motion. So you can't let emotion paralyze you. When you are in that place of paralyzing emotion, you have to stay in motion. And so when you're in that place of catching yourself in your head, like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't think I can. I've never done it before. I'm scared. I'm terrified. I'm doubting everything in me. You just have to stay in motion and keep moving forward. And that's what I see you all doing. I see you saying like, here's where I'm at today be neutral with that. Like I'm here today and that's great. That's fine. This is not something to beat myself up about. And then I'm going to move forward by taking this step right now. And it can be a teeny, tiny, tiny little step, but I'm just going to take this one little step. So I wanted to talk about a review that I read this morning. I do read all my reviews, like I said, and I check on them. It's funny because like sometimes I'll check them every day and then other times I'll go and like 
I'll not check them for a week and then I get to read a whole bunch of new ones, which is always really fun. So this morning I jumped in and there was a new one that I hadn't seen yet from, and the name of the person who left it, the screen name of the person was Chi Chi Love Bambi, which I thought was super cute. And the review says, my fiance said to me while listening to your podcast, if you guys ever meet, you would talk for hours. I've been listening to you since I was about six months pregnant. My daughter is now almost four months. I feel like I know you and can relate to you on so many levels. Thank you for all you do to serve this amazing community of moms. Please keep the podcast going. Well, first of all, we're definitely going to keep the podcast going. No doubt about that. Secondly, congrats on your little girl, four months old. Oh my gosh, you are in the thick of newborn land, maybe getting a little bit out of it. Hopefully maybe sleep is regulating a little bit. So congratulations on motherhood and that gorgeous little girl. And thank you for the review. I love it. And you know what is hilarious is that's kind of my dream that everyone that listens to the show would think, wow, if we met, we would just talk forever. Because here's the thing, when I meet people that I follow like on social media and stuff, I always think that like, I could just sit down and talk to them forever, but they would think I'm such a stalker, like that I could just carry on this conversation with them for such a long time. So I love it that people are like, if we met, we would totally talk forever because here's the truth. We probably would. And this is actually an issue that my husband has with me. I'll see people in the grocery store who I barely know. And he's like, seriously, please don't talk to them for a long time because I can get going. And it's not like, I mean, I really try to be conscious of like, it's not just me talking the whole time, but like, I love a good conversation and I love telling stories and I love like making connections. And so that's really fun for me, even though it makes my family crazy because sometimes we're out in public and I get wrapped up in a conversation when my husband and son would have really liked to leave. But I love it that listeners would think that like if we were to meet each other, that we would just sit down and be able to chat for hours on end because that is my goal. Like that is exactly what I would want. I want to be able to hang out with you and chat for hours on end. And this is kind of my place to be able to do that. So thank you for being part of the conversation with me. And thank you so much for that review. Chi Chi love Bambi. I love it. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So some of the other feedback I've been getting is that I do a great job providing information for the modern mom. And I love it because we just watched the movie 20th Century, I think it's 20th Century Woman last weekend with Annette Bening, which was a great movie. And I was like, oh, am I kind of like that kind of a mom? I don't know. I think of like the modern mom. It sounds I don't know if it has a funny ring to it. I'm not sure if I totally identify with it, but I know what that feedback means. And I know it's a huge compliment. Sometimes I'm not sure how modern I am though. I mean, you haven't seen the sweats that I wear every single day. (laughs) They're not so modern. And sometimes I try to be more modern and like dress it up by putting on like Ugg boots. Also probably not so modern. I'm pretty sure Ugg boots actually aren't even really that cool anymore. But like I just discovered them this year and I'm wearing them every day. I also discovered the long down coat. So my current go-to outfit is like my long down coat and Ugg boots. So basically I'm walking around town in a sleeping bag. So when someone says like, you're just the modern mom and I'm like, hmm, 
I'm not sure my neighbors who see me coming and going would describe me that way. They might be like, oh, she's like the mom who basically doesn't want to get dressed and just puts her sleeping bag on herself every day. But what I do think we're doing in terms of the modern mom mentality here at the Shameless Mom Academy is I do really try to bring you information and perspectives that are question the status quo a little bit and push the limits of social boundaries and push the limits of like what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a mom, how that all kind of incorporates into your identity. And that is extremely significant to me. And so I do take that as a big compliment considered a modern mom, because I do think that my goal is to help us all change the boundaries around motherhood and change the boundaries around our own identity within motherhood. And so I really do love and value that feedback. So what I want to say in terms of like what I see women doing as a result of the podcast is that I see more women saying no so that they can say yes. And what I mean by that is that I see women saying no to things that are not so meaningful and don't serve them as much as they would want them to. And that creates space for them to say yes. So I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I've said this before. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So I see women making space for the things that really matter and then finding other things and being like, you know what? That's not super significant to me right now. That doesn't serve my family or me. So I'm going to say no to that. Even though the old me would have been like, yeah, sure. I'll take on another thing. We're saying no. So I see moms and women on the show saying no so that they can say yes. I think that's really cool. Really key. I see moms and women who listen to this show speaking up and taking a stand. This has been really amazing. And this has been a lot since the election in November. I've gotten a lot of feedback about people doing this after listening to different episodes. And I think it's so amazing and so powerful. And you know, I'm doing this and I'm taking some heat for doing this. I'm not going to lie. Like this morning, like the first thing I saw on Facebook was a woman who was like basically screaming at me for going to the Women's March. And if you want to see the message, it's on Facebook with my post from last week about the Women's March on Washington. So if you want to see the comment, you can go read it for yourself. And I'm trying to lead by example. So I will tell you right now, when I take a stand and I speak up against something and someone shoots me down or tries to shoot me down, it gets me in the gut like every time. I am not someone who can just like let things like roll off my back at all. But I will tell you, it's really good practice because when you can take a personal attack and walk away from it and be like, I'm going to just think about that for a minute. And then think about it and come to a place and be like, oh, okay, now here's what I need to say about that and make it not a personal thing. That's super powerful. And this is something I've struggled with my entire life. I am a person who, when given feedback or constructive criticism or not so constructive criticism, as was the case this morning, I'm the person who would like burst into tears, tears of anger, tears of frustration, tears of like disappointment, tears of embarrassment, like all these things. Like, I just don't know what to do. And they're hurting my feelings and they don't even respect me and blah, 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 blah. So what I've been able to do is, first of all, not react immediately, push pause. That's super hard for me, by the way. Like, I just want to immediately start typing responses when I see this kind of stuff on Facebook or in my email box. So I push pause and I'm like, I'm just going to think about it for at least like two hours and then I'll type something. And over the course of those two hours, whatever I thought I would say at the very beginning has dramatically changed two hours later or two days later, whenever I decide to like actually comment on something. So what I'm saying to people now who want to beat me down over supporting women and standing up for women and stand up for women's rights is I'm saying my official stance on it is this is, you know, what I'm seeing is a worldwide movement of women supporting other women. And I think it's amazing. And if you're not seeing that or experiencing that, or that's something you don't agree with, that's fine. I would love to know, and because this has actually happened twice today (laughs) and multiple times this week, and where people have said like, this isn't really how you should support women. There's a lot of other ways to support women, but they don't actually say the other ways. So I open the invitation and I say, that's great that you are supporting women in other ways. I think that's so important. And I would love it if you could comment below and let us know how you're supporting other women, because your ideas might really inspire all of the listeners or all the people on this page. It's interesting when you give people that invitation Most of them erase their comments or don't reply. So it's been interesting to me in not being defensive and just taking a stand and saying what I believe and then just inviting other people to offer solutions, not just offer criticism and like uninvited bashing of another person and bullying. When you offer them the chance to actually give a tactical solution and maybe provide inspiration to other women, I don't really see them stepping up and doing that. So I would just encourage you as you're standing up and taking this stand, because I see so many of you doing this, 
to really take some time to like push pause and think about thoughtful responses. And then when you do make your thoughtful response, also open the door to the other person. And this might feel snide because I'll be honest, sometimes when I do this, I feel a little bit snide. So it's okay if it feels a little bit snide, (laughs) but be very genuine and like, it is great for people who think I am talking about women in like all the wrong context and everything. That's great if people think they have other ideas on how to support women and how to support moms and how to tell stories. Fantastic. Like I don't need to be the only person who does this or who does it the right way at all. Let's do this a million different ways and do it really well. So by all means, like tell me that you don't agree with my way and show me another way that you find to be impactful because that's information that can help all of us. And so this is something you can carry over to other relationships and other opportunities where you stand up and you take a stand and you say, you know, if someone's beating you down for something, you say like, wow, great. Thanks for that feedback. And I would love to know what your suggestions are on A, B, or C, because that would actually help me moving forward. Maybe I could understand your perspective. Maybe we could connect a little bit better on this issue. Maybe we could come to a better solution between the two of us. So you're not just like being a walking mat for the feedback, first of all, and you're not just being like super offended and like overly emotional about it, but you're taking in the feedback and saying like, great, this is a chance for us to connect. So how can we do this together? And people will either engage with that and you actually find common ground. And I talked a little bit about that in the episode last week about the Women's March and how at the end of the Women's March, the group of women I was with actually made friends with some Trump supporters and how we actually had a really great conversation and found some common ground. And that was amazing. And so that can happen. So that's one of the things that can happen. The other thing is that the other person might want to disengage and they might want to just walk away and they might be totally embarrassed and uncomfortable and ashamed. And that's their issue, not yours. And that's fine. And so I think that being aware of just kind of what those potential outcomes are can be really helpful. And then taking that moment, taking the time, like when you speak up and when you take a stand, taking that moment to like take a deep breath before you respond, if something catches you off guard. And you could even say like, I'm going to just need a minute because this might happen in the workplace where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say right now. Just say like, I'm just going to need a minute. I'm going to think about that. And I'm going to get back to you. I'm um, like, I'm going to, I need to, you know, go use the bathroom. I need to go respond to whatever. I'll be back in a minute and let's complete this thought or this conversation. Like it's okay to take space before you respond to something. And I think that's really important. And it's something, like I said, it's not easy for me because I can be extremely reactive and want to like fire back with my witty zany comments and think I'm going to win right away. And, but in reality, you win better and you win bigger if you can at the end come to a result that serves both both people and actually serves you for the long haul, doesn't just serve you for like that one conversation of like, yes, I won, I shot them down, you know? So I think that that's important to recognize as well. So I see more women and moms sharing stories and telling different stories. I did a whole episode about this on episode 79 about telling new stories. This is so important. We get so wrapped up in our stories that we have a hard time seeing outside of them. And one of the things that can happen is this can be really paralyzing and moving forward in your life. And I talked about this specifically in reference to IVF and how, you know, one of the things that could happen in our situation is that I could get really stuck in like, wow, you know, we only can have one child. That was actually really hard to get to that point. And now we can't have another. And This is like a defining moment in my life. And I could be really wrapped up in that and really stuck in that. And I'm choosing not to be. I'm choosing to tell it as like, I got to go through this experience. I got to go through IVF. That's a pretty crazy life experience going through IVF. It's not something a lot of people can say that they've done. I got to do that. I got to share it with like people worldwide. Tens of thousands of women have heard my story now. So that's extremely significant and important to me that I got to use my story as something that can help other women and serve other women. It also means that like moving forward, my life is going to look different because I only have one child than if I had more than one child. And so I'm looking at like, where are the opportunities in that instead of like, Oh, and like, woe is me. Instead, we're planning a trip to Italy in September, like which we would never be doing if we were going to have a baby, which we would have, you know, potentially had a baby like in July if IVF had worked. And so really looking at opportunities because of, you know, the outcomes of different stories rather than being stuck in a story and then telling that story in a different way. You know, a lot, it's easy to get caught up in like, well, you know, I'm a child of divorce or I was abused growing up or I didn't go to college or I picked the wrong career path or whatever. Like we get caught up in these stories and we let them hold us back when really you can shift that one story. Like you can flip it on its head and it becomes a completely different story And you can live your life from a completely different standpoint and actually have completely different outcomes for your entire life because of that. 
And so I think that I see women starting to tell different stories. And I've had so much feedback about that episode and just how that was such a shift for so many women. So if you haven't listened to that episode, episode 79, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that because it's been one of the most outstanding episodes in terms of feedback and people really saying like, wow, I hadn't thought about like shifting my story and changing my story and coming at it from a different perspective. And then the last thing I see women doing, I see women and moms in the Shameless Mom Academy stepping away from shame and secrecy. And I love this because obviously the Shameless Mom Academy, like obviously I want women stepping out of shame and I want women stepping out of secrecy. And I see this happening when people email me and they say, you know, I have been an unhappy stay-at-home mom for 12 years. I have been unhappy in this aspect or that aspect. I hated newborn land and I thought I was the only one. Or, you know, I have felt really uncomfortable in my own skin for these reasons. I've had an eating disorder for most of my adult life and it's something I'm continuing to hide from my family and I want to start talking about it. Like these are all things that I hear and women that I see stepping out and saying like, I want to be talking about this. Like I don't need to sit in my house by myself and just be in this like dark place around this. There's actually other ways that you can manage your stories and manage your circumstances so that it's not about shame and secrecy. And one of the most powerful things you can do with shame is start talking about the things that make you most uncomfortable. And so being super open with your friends, like, wow, you know, I'm going through this really hard time. My marriage is in the worst place it's ever been in. Or, wow, I'm going through this really hard time. Like, you know, and this is an example of my own that I use a lot still. I'm going through this hard time. You know, we did IVF in August and it didn't work. And I thought that I was okay either way with any outcome. And I haven't been okay. And it's been a long recovery. And still some days I have really rough days with it. And I still think about having another baby and other ways that we could do that. And I'm just still having a hard time wrapping my head around it. I talk about that super openly with people all the time, whether it's like with my husband, with my best girlfriends going to dinner, whether it's on the podcast. So like that could be like my deepest, darkest secret. I'm talking about it all the time. And when I talk about it, it helps me work through it. It's very therapeutic. Other people, you know, you might talk about like, wow, you know, I've gained 50 pounds since having kids and I just feel horrible. Like I don't feel comfortable in my own clothes and I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself and I'm beating myself up over these different things. Like if that's your most uncomfortable thing, start talking about it. Your friends will support you in that because that's what friends are for. And I mean, I'm not saying you need to tell everyone, but tell a few key people who want to be supportive of you because there are people that want to support you. And I know that whenever anyone comes and tells me something where they're opening up and they're kind of coming out of shame or secrecy, like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for telling me. And how can I help you? And like, keep me posted on how it's going and let me know if there's anything I can do. And like, it's just this immediate opportunity to connect and to grow together and to cultivate like a new dynamic in a relationship, which allows us to be more connected as women, as partners and as moms. And so that's really, really significant. And I see that happening all the time. Um, and I get emails about it. I get people posting on Facebook. I love, you know, so many of the shares that I see on Facebook of our episodes or people sharing things and saying like, here's this episode from the Shameless Mom Academy and here's how it related to me and I just wanted to share it with other moms. And when I see women doing that, they're stepping out of their own little secrets a lot of times where they're like, you know, here's this episode about this thing that makes me kind of uncomfortable, but I learned so much about it. And so there's just these little moments of everyone kind of stepping out and being like, here's where I'm at and I would love to share it with other people. And so I love seeing that. I think it's extremely powerful. So that's where we've been and that's where we're at and that's the feedback I'm getting and kind of the direction that I'm taking things is just to continue growing and evolving along those lines. That's like my biggest dream to continue bringing you amazing guests and then also to grow new communities within the Shameless Mom Academy. So that's something I'm really going to be focusing on in the next year. And as we get past our one year anniversary in March is creating a private Facebook group. I keep teasing this, but it is going to happen. It's in the works. So we will have a private Facebook group where it will be a private place for us to communicate with each other, which I'm super excited about. And then I also have some other cool things that will be happening in line with that, where I'll be able to be more connected to you in different ways through the Facebook group. So that'll be really cool where we can do some video chatting and things like that together. And then also being able to put together some other communities of women and moms where we can be communicating on a much more intimate basis. So that's all coming down the pipeline this week for episode 100. Here's my little thank you and surprise is we're doing a giveaway on Instagram. I've never done a giveaway on Instagram before. Like I know people do them all the time. I'm sure it's not hard, right? So I'm figuring it out as we go kind of, but I'm doing a giveaway and I will post someday midday on Monday 
hopefully closer to the morning than the afternoon, but I'm on West Coast time. So someday midday on Monday, I'll be doing an Instagram post. So if you go to the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram, I will do a post that explains exactly what we're doing. But the giveaway is going to be a gift of some of my favorite things. So I have this little stockpile that I've been collecting of some little items, things like my Wonder Woman mug that people have commented on on Instagram before, things like one of my mantra bands that I love, which is a bracelet that has a little quote on it. Little things like that along those lines, like all things that I have gotten in the last like two years or so, so into just like little gifty things that inspire me and make me happy and things that I can look at and be like, oh yeah, like I'm a badass. And so I have a collection of these things that I've been kind of been collecting and waiting for a great time to do a giveaway. So if you go to the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram, you will see what you can get in the giveaway how you can participate and how it's all going to work. So go check that out. And then if this is your first time listening, we have like a million, I'm exaggerating a little, but we're just going to go with it. We have like a million new listeners. So if this is your first time listening or second show listening with us, thank you so much for listening and do make sure that you subscribe. We release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, you can hit the subscribe button there and subscribe and get all new episodes as soon as they are released. In addition, while you're there, you could leave a five-star review and tell me what you love about the show. And you know what would be like the most amazing gift that you could give me for our 100th episode would be to leave a review and just let me know like what is your biggest takeaway from our first 100 episodes or the biggest takeaway, even if you've only listened to one or two shows, like what's the biggest takeaway and why would you like to celebrate this milestone with me? I would love that so much. So you can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And then show notes and anything mentioned in this episode, links to episode 79, which I referenced a couple times, would be over at shamelessmom.com. Click on episode 99. And lastly, I hope you have a fabulous day. Make sure you hop over to Instagram to check out our giveaway. And then make sure no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.